Welcome. You're watching a short video produced on behalf of Brighton Road Baptist Church in Horsham. We're producing these videos on the Sundays when our intergenerational service is taking place in our church building at Brighton Road because on these particular services they're not being live streamed and we didn't want to miss you to miss out on those weeks in joining us for a time of seeking God in prayer and hearing from scriptures. Today I want as our focus the desperate and dark situation in Ukraine. We shall also take the opportunity to pray for those that we know and love and need our prayers at this time. We won't be having songs or music but rather we'll be turning to the Lord in prayer and in reflecting on his word. Let us pray as we begin. Sovereign Lord, as we spend this time with you, we ask that you may be present with us as we listen for your voice. May we hear you clearly as we seek you and your ways. May we discern your guidance for our steps. We give you our love and our lives this day. Amen. So firstly, some reflections from the scriptures. And I'm using as my message today an adaptation of a piece of writing by David Kerrigan, who is a former general director of BMS World Mission. He is also the author of a book entitled Prince of Peace in a World of Wars. David asks in the light of current events in Ukraine, how Christians might respond to such shocking and alarming events. Our question may be, what shall we do? In 1 Timothy chapter 2 verses 1 to 2 we read, I urge then first of all that petitions, prayers, intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. On the 24th of February 2022, the 44 million people of Ukraine saw their nation invaded by Russia. Russian President Vladimir Putin ordered the invasion of Ukraine by Russian armed forces previously concentrated along the border. The invasion began with targeted airstrikes of buildings in Ukraine as well as tanks entering the Belarus uh, via the Belarus border. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky remained in his country rejecting the opportunity to flee to safety and has called upon his own citizens and the international community to respond to Putin's act of aggression. David Kerrigan writes, this is close to home, in Europe, our own backyard, and the future is uncertain at best, appalling at worst. Meanwhile, Christian people near and far pick up their Bible to read God's word as they often do. Some are Ukrainian, some are Russian, some are us. This is the kind of moment 
the Swiss theologian Karl Barth had in mind when he famously said, we must hold the Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other, but interpret the newspaper through the Bible. So how do we begin that task of using the Bible to understand and complement the news from Ukraine, such that the proverbial newspaper, with its necessary but shocking descriptions of what is happening, is not the final word? Perhaps we begin by refocusing. When we open our Bibles, we see much that teaches us how we should live our lives. It encourages us to live with Jesus as our example, to love our neighbour, to help the poor and to enable others to experience the all-inclusive, grace-filled love of Christ. Without this personal dimension to scripture, our lives would be much the poorer. However, the news from Ukraine reminds us of a different way of seeing the same story. These same pages paint a broader canvas describing how the story of creation, fall, redemption and future hope also has implications for our communities and nations and those who lead them. May we dust off our big picture Bible and think about the question, what then what shall we then do in light of this invasion? The desire to do something is weakened by the realisation that the truth is that I don't see a ready solution to the worsening situation in, U in Ukraine. How can the might of a powerful army be defeated? How can an enormous loss of life be prevented. We are tempted to feel helpless and hopeless. No doubt many in Ukraine feel the same. The people brought to their knees. Yet here is our place to begin and remain on our knees. A hard and uncomfortable place. A place at rock bottom with human endeavours exhausted and everything placed in God's hands. So we pray for Ukraine, not as a last resort, but as a first one, with our Bible in hand and in our heart and in our mind. For there we see how God has met with us in such circumstances. We pray from a place of weakness, yet also a place of faith in God. The Apostle Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, that the Lord said to him, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. We pray for the protection of the Ukrainian people, for their well-being, that they will find strength to stand as a people with hope in their hearts. We pray that the Ukrainian church 
will be bold in its witness, calling the nation to find that hope and comfort too in the company of Jesus, who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And as well as praying for the 44 million, we pray for the handful whose decisions can, under God's hand, find a way through this crisis. May we take time to pray for them by name, the leaders of NATO, the kings and all those in authority and their trusted advisers. We also pray for the enemy those who are fighting against the Ukrainian people. We remember Jesus' command in Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Our prayers are peppered with the word peace. Yet we take into view the richness of biblical peace captured in the word shalom, a peace that, yes, stops violence, sees invading armies withdraw and leaders sitting down to find diplomatic solutions. But that's only the beginning. Whether it's Ukraine or in our own land or any other nation on the face of the earth, may we not stop praying when the crisis passes but instead rediscover the wondrous height and depth and breadth of God's vision for a humanity experiencing true shalom. In Leviticus chapter 26 verses 3 to 6 we read, If you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands, I will send you rain in its season and the ground will yield its crops and the trees their fruit. Your threshing will continue until grape harvest, and the grape harvest will continue until planting. And you will eat all the food you want and live in safety in your land. I will grant peace in the land, and you will lie down, and no one will make you afraid. I will remove wild beasts from the land, and the sword will not pass through your country. May we each, in our own hearts, know the shalom peace of God, peace with God. And may God's people receive his peace in their lives and lands through Christ Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Amen. We turn now to a time of prayer and to begin with I use a prayer from the Baptist Union Joint Public Issues Team for this occasion. Let us pray. God of all, with alarm and concern we bring before you the military intervention in Ukraine. In a world you made for peace and flourishing we lament the use of armed force. We mourn every casualty of this conflict, every precious life extinguished 
by war. We pray comfort for those who grieve and those who are fearful. Hear our longing that leaders and nations will honour the worth of all people by having the courage to resolve conflict through dialogue. May all our human failings be transformed by your wonderful grace and goodness. We ask this in the name of Christ, the author of peace and sustainer of creation. Amen. And we continue in prayer using and I've adapted some prayer requests from BMS World Mission partners on the ground in Ukraine and in particular in Poland from Marek Glodek, President of the Baptist Union of Poland, from Alan Donaldson, European Baptist Federation General Secretary, and from Pastor Igor, a Ukrainian Baptist. Let us pray. We pray for wisdom from above. We pray for those people who are arriving from Ukraine in neighbouring nations. We pray for strength for those who open their houses, churches and centres. We pray for practical and compassionate love to be shown for Ukrainians and that God would bless the nation of Ukraine. We pray for centres in Poland and in other nations neighbouring Ukraine and further afield who are seeing an ocean, a tsunami of refugees washing up into their lands, that they will be provided with items which are needed to take care of children, women and anyone who is in need. We pray for the leaders of the Baptist unions of each nation, that they may have wisdom and opportunity to make the right contacts and connections with people and partner organisations and companies that will help them to resource such a great ministry. We pray regarding the unimaginable difficulties that are happening right now in Ukraine. We pray for those who cannot or will not leave Ukraine. Have mercy, we pray. Have mercy. We pray for President Zelensky, his family, his government and advisers. Grant them strength, wisdom, protection. Surround them as with a shield. We pray for all the work that is happening in Ukraine in the midst of war, to bring relief and aid to all. We pray against discouragement and despair by those who may think that the international community has given up hope for the possibility of peace. We join Pastor Igor in his prayer that his fellow pastors will keep believing that God will be glorified. We even pray, Lord, 
that you would be glorified through the actions of those who are intent on wickedness and evil. May you bring about your righteousness, your justice and your shalom peace. In Jesus name. Amen. And to close our time together, we also pray for needs that are closer to home. Father, Lord of heaven and earth, we lift up those who are known to us and present their needs before you. We pray at this time for those who mourn the loss of a loved one. Give comfort and compassion. We pray for those who are ill, those who have received troubling news and are seeking to deal with that. For those who are caring for others, give strength and hope. We pray for those facing hardships and fearing the future. Give wisdom and resources. We pray for your church wherever and however we gather. We pray for those who serve as leaders, for those who minister and reach out with your great love. Give grace and mercy. We give you thanks for your goodness and light in times of darkness and difficulty. Amen. And to close our time of prayer and reflection together, a blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you. And may he give you and our brothers and sisters around the world and those in our communities and those across our nations. Peace. Amen.